And a very good Tuesday morning, afternoon, everyone, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Yoda Pain Podcast. It is Tuesday. It is March 21st. It is 2023. And the Joe Beningo Yoda Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tires, and of course, our good friends at DraftKings. I want to apologize with everybody. Uh, no podcast yesterday for a couple different reasons. Number one, uh, my my wonderful wife had a colonoscopy yesterday. That's done. So, um, you know, we really thank God as she says that. Uh, really, uh, really very happy that that's all behind her and all behind us. So uh, that's uh, one of the reasons, probably really the biggest reason uh, why we didn't get done yesterday. Also, the boss is in Mexico <laughs> dodging the cartels. So she's down there for a week in Cancun. So that's another reason. So we're actually doing it today. We're doing it on Tuesday. So I hope everybody gets to check it out today and and all of that. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Where are you, Aaron? Wherefore art thou, Aaron? Wherefore art thou? <laughs> oh, my God. Where is this guy? Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. So <clears throat> here it is now. Like, I don't know. You remember the old day? If, if you're an old man like me and you go back, you know, a million years, Go, let's go. And I hate to like use, I hate to put these two things in the same vein, really. But remember, if you remember back during the miserable time of the uh, Iranian hostage crisis, 1979, circa 1979, you know, with Jimmy Carter and all that. <clears throat> remember, I always remember watching Ted Koppel. Remember Ted Koppel? I think he's still around. I think he's like way out now. You know, he's way on that other side now. He's kind of lost it. But he used to have Nightline. And I'll never forget watching Ted Koppel on Nightline while the Iranian hostage crisis was going on. And it would always be Iranian hostage crisis, day 137, right? Well, now we're going to, seriously, so now we're going to do like Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron Rodgers wait, day 43. I mean, uh, seriously. I mean, like, it's so bad now that you don't even hear nothing anymore about it. Like, you put on... Like you put on Sports Center or you put on, uh, you know, the SNY Sports Night or whatever, right? They don't even talk about it anymore. They're not even talking. Like it doesn't even, because it's like, when the hell is it happening? <clears throat> Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But everybody I talked to, I'm playing golf there. My wife and I are playing golf today with, the, with our good buddy Tommy Keenan, who's been talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, basically since the, uh, the Packers drafted him about coming here, you know, 15, 20 years ago, whatever it is now, right? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. When the hell is he coming? Did he go back into the hole? When are the Packers going to finally make a decision? When is Joe Douglas? Because this is like the biggest game of chicken in the history of mankind, right? Right? Douglas is Douglas doesn't want to give up a number one. The Packers are demanding a number one. You know, you know my squangi is bigger than your squangi. I mean, what's going on here? Seriously, I mean, what? How much?
much longer do we have to wait for this to freaking happen? Seriously. I'm getting tired of it. And now, like I said, nobody's even talking about it anymore. And I'm telling you, every day that it goes by, more and more do I get more and more nervous that this is not going to happen. More and more nervous about it. And it's absolutely absurd. I'm tired of it now. I don't know. I, I really, hopefully this is going to happen soon. You know, the draft is coming up at the end of April. Is this going to be done before the draft? Is this going to be done before the opening day of baseball next week? Baseball opens next week. Yeah, the Mets open with the Marlins down in Florida. The Yankees open with the Giants at home and at the stadium, which is absurd. I think they open with the Giants and the Phillies. How bad is that? I mean, come on. They're playing really odd. Oh, uh, the, the baseball schedule now where you play everybody. Everybody plays everybody in both leagues is just ridiculous. But nevertheless, will this get done before baseball opens next week? I doubt it. I, will, will this get done before the Masters, which ends on April 9th? I doubt it. When is it going to happen? How much longer do we got to wait for this? Until the draft? Until OTA start? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm so disgusted. Wake me up when it freaking happens, okay? Because I'm really, I, I, I'm tired of all it. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Have you seen that commercial? Seriously. Here's what Joe Douglas needs to do. He needs to go out. And go with the, is it Mark Murphy or Gunquist, whoever the hell the guy's name is, the GM of the Packers? I don't know what it is, whatever his name. Have you ever seen that commercial with the kid who's like trying to pick up this girl? So what he does, he he stands outside her house at night. <clears throat> what is it? ADT. Oh, oh, ADT. That's the alarm system yeah. thing. Yeah, ADT, yeah. the alarm system, right? So that's a commercial for this kid. He's standing outside this girl's window, right? And he's got his guitar and he's singing like this love song to this girl, <clears throat> right? And maybe, you know, and, and if you see the commercial, the, the the girl's not home and she's got the ADT system and she over the loudspeaker outside, she says to the poor kid, uh, whatever, Sophia, whatever the hell the girl's name is, is not here, right? So, but it, and then, of course, later on, she shows him the video, or shows her daughter the video of the kid singing. I hope. I hope he got where he wanted to go. You know, I gotta give him credit for that. <clears throat> I know I give him credit. So anyway, yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to take her out for lunch. So anyway, I'm sure he did. So anyway, so this is what Joe Douglas needs to do. He needs to get under Gunquist's window, okay? Get his guitar out because maybe Joe plays a little guitar. What the hell do I know? He looks like a multifaceted dude. Uh, you know, gets outside the window and starts singing like me, Harry. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't want to see I could write a song, and I can't. But you know, if I was a songwriter, like I would write like an ode to Aaron Rodgers. Will he ever come? Right? What day will he come? Like our day will come. The old Ruby and the Romantic song. Aaron will come <laughs> if we just wait a while. Right? Right? <laughs> wait a while. <clears throat> what a disgrace. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I can't even. <clears throat> I can't even take it anymore. I'll tell you one thing. St. John's didn't wait a while to get Rick Pitino in. How about that? <laughs> Tremendous. I got to tell you, I'm so happy to hear this. Great move by St. John's. Pitino, uh, it took, he got a six-year deal to coach uh, at uh, to coach the Red Storm there in Queens. Uh, Tremendous. Pitino, who lives, and I didn't even realize this, but he lives 
because he was coaching, obviously, Iona, which is in New Rochelle. Fratino lives in Mamaroneck on the Wingfoot Golf Course. How about that? So he didn't want to go too far. So this works out great. Always, and now it's a tough commute from Westchester to Queens. I mean, we know that. It's not easy. But I'm sure Patino will have, you know, his driver take him there. Or maybe you get like, you know, maybe Louis Conasecca could get him a helicopter. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, tremendous job by St. John's. And here's my, uh, here's my prediction about this. Patino, who really is one of the great college coaches of all, he's one of the great coaches of all time. Should have never left the Knicks. Maybe he coached the Knicks for two years, 88 and 89. They made they, And they had been a bad team for a while. They made the playoffs both years. Remember, in 89, they actually won 52 games and won their division. They won that first-round playoff series against the Sixers. Remember that with the broom? Remember they sw- back then it was a three out of five? And remember, they, they, uh, it was, it was, I believe it was Mark Jackson, Ewing, and Charles Oakley with the broom in Philadelphia when they swept the Sixers and they're sweeping the floor with the broom. Remember that? Patino was the coach of that team. And then, of course, they lost the first of the many, many, many brutal losses in the playoffs to Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Remember that? Remember they lost game one at the Garden? I remember Mark Jackson hit a a three that would have won the game at the end. They lost game one at the Garden, and eventually uh, the Bulls won in six and didn't we really did not know at that point that this was just going to be the beginning of many of those disasters against Chicago. But anyway, Patino had a riff with Al Bianchi, who was the general manager of the Knicks at the time, and wound up leaving. And then eventually went to Kentucky, and, you know, obviously eventually wins the national championship in 96 at Kentucky and all that. But how much different would it have been? And if I ever get a chance to talk to Rick, right, and we kind of parallel each other. He's a year older than me. We're both born in September. We're both uh, Italian and all of that. We're both from the New York metropolitan area. He's a lot better looking than me. He's got a lot more money. But outside of that, right, okay, I probably got a better looking wife. I don't even know if he's married anymore. But whatever the deal, he probably is. But whatever. Okay, that's probably the only thing I got, got, got I'm ahead of Patino on, right? That an aggravation. But nevertheless. So we got, so I always kind of like, you know, I always kind of liked Rick, you know? Love to get him on the podcast. It would be great. I could go over his whole career. But how much different would it have been, even though the Knicks wound up getting Riley eventually, how much different would it have been if Patino would have stayed and been the coach of the Knicks all those years with Ewing? You know, maybe we would have won a championship. Who knows? You know, so whatever. But whatever. I mean, I just I digress a little bit. But tremendous job. Patino, of course, is the only college coach to win national championships with two different teams, Kentucky in 1996, Louisville in 2013. I was actually at that Final Four. I uh, wasn't at the championship game when they beat Michigan, but I was there in the the old uh, Georgia Dome in Atlanta to see them beat Wichita State in the uh, 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 Final Four game in the uh, you know national semifinal game. I was in the building for that. So nevertheless, and of course, they, and then with recruiting violations or whatever, he was bringing hookers in for for the recruits, whatever he was doing. Okay, stuff like that. You know, and I guess he, he finally got exonerated for all of that nonsense, but. You know, the NCAA, because they're so, you know, because they're another, you know, holier-than-now institution, you know, the moral uh, high ground group that the NCAA is, you know, tried to take uh, that championship away. It's bullshit, of course. But uh, nevertheless, so Patino's the only college coach to win championships with two different teams, Louisville and Kentucky. And he is the first coach ever to take three different teams 
to the uh, national to the uh, uh, Final Four. He did it with uh, Providence in 1987. Of course, he did it with Kentucky uh, a couple times. Remember, they won in 1996. They beat uh, Syracuse at the Meadowlands in the championship game. Also beat Calipari. Remember, Calipari and Patino, both of them have taken three different teams to the Final Four. Patino was the first guy to do it. As I mentioned, Providence, Kentucky, and Louisville. And then Calipari did it as well with UMass, um, with uh, Memphis, and, of course, with Kentucky. So he's done it as well with three different schools. I saw this yesterday. I was watching the uh, <clears throat> the women's uh, NCAA tournament, which I'm all over, by the way, right now. I got to tell you. I was watching a tremendous game, Ohio State yesterday, um, winning their game basically a, a buzzer beater over North Carolina. They won by two, 71-69. And the scroll was going on in the bottom about Patino and all of that. And it said he's the only college basketball coach to take three different teams to the, to the uh, final four. And that's not true. So, and so let's get it right. ESPN. It was Patino and Calipari. And as I was going on to mention in 1996, when Patino won his first national championship with Kentucky, he actually beat uh, Calipari in the final four game. He beat UMass. And, of course, that was that UMass team with Marcus Camby, as we all remember. So he actually beat Calipari in the Final Four that year, which was at the Meadowlands. And then they beat Syracuse in the championship game. Beat Bayham. That was the John Wallace-Syracuse team. And uh, they beat them in the in the national championship game uh, that year. And then, of course, the following year, Kentucky went to the finals again with Patino and lost to Arizona in overtime in 1997 in the championship game. That was the... That was Lute Olson, the head coach of Arizona. And Arizona had uh, Miles Simon and Mike Bibby were on that Arizona national championship team in 97. And then Kentucky went to the won the championship again in 98, but Patino was gone. Patino went to coach the Celtics, which did not work out very well. So he went to coach the Celtics. He left Kentucky. And uh, Tubby Smith took over uh, Kentucky in 98, and he won the national championship that year. So basically, Patino... Patino's team was in the uh, championship game three years in a row, 96, 97, and 98. But he was not around for that second championship in 98. And then he wound up, after it not working out in Boston, you know, because they didn't didn't draft Tim Duncan. I remember that famous saying, well, you know, if we would have drafted Tim Duncan, we would have won a lot in Boston. They didn't. But nevertheless, <clears throat> I, think he, I think they wound up taking Chauncey Billups that year in the first round, who turned out to be a pretty damn good player, but not with the Celtics. But anyway... So Patino left Boston, goes to Louisville, <clears throat> and eventually wins the championship at Louisville. And then he had all of the nonsense that went on there. They wound up firing him. He winds up back at Iona. He coaches Iona for three years, takes him to the champ to the uh, NCAA tournament two out of the three years. They went there this year. They lost that first round game to UConn. They were in the game. They actually had a lead at halftime. They were up by two at halftime against UConn, and then just got really blitzkrieg after that. UConn really blew their doors off. And uh, that ended uh, Patino's run at Iona. And within a couple of days, he's now the head coach at St. John's. And I really hope it works out at St. John's. I'm very pumped for that. Uh, it's been a long time for the Red Storm. They haven't been to the Final Four since that, you know, great uh, 1985 team with Chris Mullen and, and Walter Berry and Mark Jackson and all those guys. And that's going back a long you know, That's a long time ago now. Louis Conaseca, of course, was the head coach of that team. Remember, they lost in the Final Four game to Georgetown. In 85 was the, the, the uh, heyday of the Big East when three of the four Final Four teams 
We're all from the Big East, Georgetown, St. John's, and um, and Villanova. And, of course, Georgetown was the defending national champion that year. And then they, they blew out St. John's in the Final Four and then lost that all-time classic finals game to Villanova when Nova did not miss a shot in the second half, which turned out to be the final game of Patrick Ewing's career at Georgetown. And speaking of Georgetown, Ewing was fired, of course, as everybody knows. Uh, didn't work out for him as the head coach in his old alma mater. Georgetown fires him, and they hired Ed Cooley. How about I mean, that's a, that's a weird move to me. You know, Ed Cooley was the head coach at Providence. He did a terrific job at Providence, got Providence into the NCAA tournament again this year. Uh, they had a real good team out of the Big East, and they eventually lost in the first round to Calipari in Kentucky. And then Kentucky, of course, lost in the second round to Kansas State. Kansas State will be playing uh, in the East Regional at the Garden. As a matter of fact, and I'll, I'll bring that, I'll talk about that in a second. But um, Ed Cooley basically leaves Providence in the Big East and he goes to Georgetown in the Big East. I, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Is is Georgetown really that that much of a uh, uh, a step up from Providence in the same league? You know, it's not like he left Providence to go coach, uh, you know, North Carolina, you know, or left Providence to go coach, uh, I don't know, UCLA or something like that. So that didn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, Cooley leaving Providence to go to Georgetown. But so two new moves now in the Big East. I don't know who's going to be the Providence coach now. I don't know that, but we'll see. But obviously, Patino to St. John's, Cooley to Georgetown. And let me say this. I'm going to make a prediction here. Patino signed a six-year deal. I don't know how much money. I'm sure it's, you know, ridiculous money, $5 million a year at least, but whatever. Patino goes now to St. John's, and I'm going to make a prediction. I told this to Joey, my good buddy Joey T, Joey and Clark. Within three years, I'm going to say three years from now, you will see St. John's in the Final Four. That's my prediction with Patino. This will be his last last gig for him. Uh, he's going to be 71 in September. This will be his last gig as a head coach, and he'll go out taking get St. John's uh, back to the glory days of Louis Conaseca and Joe Lapchick. So hopefully that's going to play out that way. I'm very excited that Patino is going to be the head coach at St. John's. All right. I want to get into a little more of the NCAA tournament and the baseball and all of that. How about Nimmo getting hurt, right? It, it's bad enough that Edwin Diaz gets hurt in the stupid WBC, right? Right? And I got my thoughts. I'll give you a little feel on what I think they should do there. But <clears throat> how about Nimmo getting hurt, sliding into second base? How long is he going to be out for? Puerto Rico got eliminated now in the, in the, in the WBC. I don't know if it's over yet or not. Who cares? But at least, thank God, Lindor's back now with the Mets. And thank God he didn't get hurt. So thank God for that. Anyway, let's start with my sponsors. You know the Hackensack Brewing Company, my good buddy, my good buddy Mike Jones and everybody over there. Uh, April 7th, which is Masters Weekend and which is Good Friday night, we will be doing our next live podcast. Uh, the boss says this is when we're doing it. The Lord has come down and said, Joe, don't worry. Don't worry. You can do it on Good Friday. That's cool. That's fine. You know, so I'm going to go, you know, what I'm going to do is before I do the podcast, I'm going to go and uh, do a little novena, maybe a little stations at a cross. Maybe I'll bring Joey T with me to that. I don't know. And then we'll do the live podcast. So that's coming up on uh, Good Friday, April 7th. But uh, you know the deal about the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. It's uh, uh, just 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4. In beautiful, who needs a house out in Hackensack, New Jersey? I got to say it every time. When, 
one of the great lines of all. I'm not the biggest Billy Joel fan, but that is one of the great lines in, in, in song of all time. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? But anyway, the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know, the place to go. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays. See the great Mike Jones. See TJ. Don't forget, we got a new look for the baseball season in the Yoda Payne beer. During football, remember, it's in jet colors and green and white. No black, even though they got the black uniforms. A green and white for the Yoda Payne beer. And now, during the baseball season, we got the Met colors orange and blue for the Oda Payne beer during baseball. So TJ does a great job with that. See TJ, Herb, Mike Jones, Andre, the whole mishpuka over there at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. Tell them Beningo sent you. And don't forget to check out an Oda Payne beer. And remember, good Friday night, April 7th, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Anita Discount Tire, my son Johnny, is with the boss in Mexico right now. Uh, so if you go to Anita Tire this week, you won't see him. But you will see his great boss, Ari. Go check out Ari. Uh, most days, go check out Johnny there as well. Uh, you need tires. You need any work done on your car. This is the place to go. Tell them I sent you. Anita Discount Tire. Rivervale, New Jersey. You got to play the Rivervale Golf Course this year, by the way. We didn't play it last year at all. We will play it this year. That's where I got my first hole-in-one back in, what was it, 2017. I think it was when I got my first hole-in-one. Anyway, 2017. I got to look at the plaque I have up on the wall. But whatever. So we got to play. My wife's going to go look at it now. Go ahead, check it out. July, what was the date on that, Tia? My first hole-in-one was what? July what of 17? July 2017, right? Okay, very good. Thank you. That was the first one at Rivervale. 14th hole, 176-yard par three with my driver, by the way. And, of course, I have, even though I am not a very good golfer at all, I do have three holes in one, which, which tells you that if you throw enough, you know what, at the wall, something may eventually stick. So, and we are playing later on today. So there you go. Anyway, I forgot. What, what am I talking about? Oh, the Anita Discount Tire. They're in Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go check them out. You won't see Johnny this week because he's he's with my daughter dodging cartels in Mexico, in Cancun. Anyway, there you go. Go check out Anita Discount Tire. And, of course, our good buddies at DraftKings. All right? You know the deal. You want to bet? You want to, you're betting the NCAA tournament, right? We're down to the Sweet 16 right now. You want to bet that? You want to bet the women's NCAA tournament? They're also down to the Sweet 16. You want to bet that? You want to bet hockey? How about the Rangers? Oh, my God. How about the 13 goals in their last two games, both shutouts, right? Shesterkin had the shutout against Pittsburgh on, uh, what was it, Saturday? Whatever night it was. What's today? Tuesday? Monday? I think it was Sunday. Was it Sunday night? Was it whatever night? It, no, no, it was Saturday night. Whatever night it was, it doesn't matter. They had the back-to-back shutout. Shesterkin shut out Pittsburgh 6-0. And then Halak shut out the Predators 7-0 at the Garden. 13 unanswered goals in two games by the red-hot New York Rangers, who now are up to 92 points. They have uh, basically uh, solidified that spot as the third seed in their division, the sixth seed overall in the East. And they're only five points behind the Devils to move up. And they play the Devils one more time. But nevertheless, they are rolling. They have now really integrated Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tereshenko. They have done a tremendous job integrating those guys into the into the team. And they, they are loaded. Let's be honest. 
And I don't know if they're going to win the cup. And I know the Bruins have been unbelievable, but the Rangers are freaking loaded. I mean, I just think about the firepower: Zabanajad, Panarin, Kreider, Tarashenko, Kane. You got all the the, the, the guys. Uh, 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 Trocheck. You got all the guys on the kid line: Filipino, Lafoniere. Capo Caco. You got these guys on defense that are, you got Adam Fox, maybe the best defenseman in the league. Jacob Truba, the enforcer on this team. The Keandre Miller, who's, you know, had a two-goal game the other day, and he's got to stop spitting at people. Thank you very much. So he doesn't get suspended anymore. You know, I'm sure, I know he did it. He didn't really mean to do it, but whatever. He's a very good player. He got two goals the other day in the 7 nothing win over the Predators. You got the best goalie in hockey in Shesterkin. I mean, this team... This team is damn good. What are they? What are they? Six zero and one in their last seven. Something. It's either seven zero and they, they've either won the seven zero and one in the last eight or six zero and one in the last seven. And they really seem to have gotten it going now with Kane and Tereschenko, uh integrated into that lineup. So uh, only twelve games left in a regular season. I'm very excited. It's going to be. Um, it's it's very painful in these playoff games, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, let's hope the Rangers do not play the New Jersey Devils in the first round of the playoffs. I really don't want to see that. But but again, if you want to bet on hockey, you want to bet on the NBA, the Final Four, whatever you want to do, the golf with the Masters coming up, the only way to go, DraftKings. That's the way to do it. And we want to thank them again for, you know, being with us for a uh, another year. Thank you so much for third year during the football season. All right, Beningo, the Otapane podcast, a rare Tuesday appearance. And one more time, Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, wherefore art thou, Aaron? Wherefore art thou? Okay. Anyway, hopefully someday soon, someday soon you'll be here. Oh, my God. What? what? Just, I just can't take it anymore with Rodgers. Anyway, uh, the NCAA tournament, the uh, Eastern uh, Regional at the Garden, Boy, I tell you, really, uh, you got to be a little little disappointed about the Eastern Regional. Um, you know, you got a real good matchup between Michigan State and Kansas State. You got that kid Noel from uh, uh, from Harlem, that terrific little 5'8 point guard from Kansas State. How good is he? Uh, he really destroyed Kentucky in the round of uh, 32 in the second round the other day. So that's a real good game. Michigan State, Tom Izzo and his group uh, against Kansas State in the one round and the one – uh, bracket of the Eastern Regional at the Garden. And the other game really, you know, I mean, really Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic beat Fairleigh Dickinson. What a great run by Fairleigh Dickinson. They won their play-in game. And, then of course, they beat Purdue. Became only the second 16th seed to beat a number one as they uh, beat Purdue, who really was very vulnerable. I watched a lot of them during the season. Uh, they, I can't believe that they were as good as they were, and they went right out un- unceremoniously. It would be nice. They got this kid, Zach Eady, who's 7'3", Goes the last nine minutes of that game against FDU without taking a shot. What the hell was Matt Painter doing, the head coach at Purdue? Anyway, against the team, it's the smallest team in the tournament. FDU, they only averaged 6'3", their team. Unbelievable. The tallest guy was 6'6", and they beat Purdue. But whatever, whatever. They played a tough game against Florida Atlantic. They wound up losing. So Florida Atlantic against Tennessee. Tennessee is a good team, a dangerous team out of the SEC. But really, right, when you looked at that bracket, Duke was there. Kentucky was there. You had the FDU thing going there. Boy, I mean, and it didn't work out. Duke got knocked out by Tennessee. Kentucky gets knocked out by Kansas State. 
So now you got Kansas State, Michigan State, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee. Not exactly a sexy regional there at the Garden coming up starting Thursday in the East. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is. But uh, <clears throat> the Sweet 16, I'll just review it for you quick. Uh, in the uh, the different regions in the South region, uh, region, number one, Alabama, goes up against San Diego State. Here's a terrific game. How about Princeton? Princeton in the Sweet 16 for the first time since 1967. Remember, they went to the Final Four in 1965 when the great Bill Bradley was there, and uh, they lost uh, to Michigan, Cassie Russell and company, in the Final Four that year. And then Michigan eventually lost to UCLA, the second of the 10 John Wooden championships. But Creighton and Princeton, so you got a Big East team against Princeton. That's going to be real good. That's in the South, so that's a that's a sexy game, no doubt about that. I mentioned what you have in the East at the Garden. In the Midwest, you got Houston against Miami. I think Houston's going to win it all. And you got Xavier out of the Big East against Texas. That should be a hell of a game. And then in the West, Arkansas-UConn. That should be a hell of a game as well. UConn looks like they could be going to the Final Four. And then a biggie in the West, two powerhouses out of the West, UCLA and Gonzaga. So uh, that's your uh, that's your deal there as far as the uh, NCAA tournament goes. Sweet 16 gets back underway on Thursday. Real quick, I'm all over the women's uh, 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 NCAA tournament. Watched last night. Terrific game. I mentioned Ohio State basically beating North Carolina in a real white knuckler. But you got to check out this girl from Miami as they upset Indiana at Indiana. Indiana was a number one seed. They asked her after the game, what did the coach say? Sadie in the huddle. And, and she says, the coach basically said, we got to effing go get these guys or something like that. It's probably on YouTube. Check it out. It was funny as hell. Everybody have a great week. All the love. Terry and I are off to the golf course. We'll talk to you Friday.